Well, we are excited about our sermon series, Better Together, and uh, we are completing that series this morning. Have you been blessed by the Better Together series? Yes. Amen, amen. Well, this morning, we're going to complete it. Uh, the first Sunday when we started it, uh, Pastor Ray opened up by communicating to us uh, what is community. And he talked about uh, how we already have community in Christ. It's already been created, well, and it's, we're already a part of it. We just have to be intentional to get a part of what God is doing. Then the next Sunday, uh, I then preached about why community matters and shared how two are better than one and how then uh, that Christ, even though we are walking with him, he still says that he, it is great to walk with him, and that is one of the most essential things we must have in life. But he said, but you also still need to be in community. Uh, lastly, uh, Pastor Ray preached on last Sunday, talked about how we're designed to be together. And we're going to continue that thought by looking at Ephesians chapter 4, uh, starting at verse 15. So if you have your Bibles, let's go there. Ephesians chapter 4 starting at verse 15, and it's also on the screen for your reading as well. And it says, Instead, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Everybody shout perfectly. And each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow. Everybody shout grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I want to talk to you from the subject or thought this morning, unity in the word community. Everybody shout unity. unity. I don't know about you, but growing up, I used to love games and activities. And one of my favorite activities growing up I used to love was word search activities. How many of y'all love doing those word search activities? How many of y'all love, some of y'all probably still using the newspaper. I, I understand. And so, so, so I used to grow up and I, I, didn't, I didn't use the newspaper. I didn't use the newspaper, but I, I would used to go to the store and buy the big pop, uh, 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 excuse me, boxes of books that had all the different word searches. But now I have the app on my phone and, and the objective of a word search puzzle is to find and mark all the words hidden inside the box. The word may be hidden in a, any direction. It could be horizontal. It could be vertical. It could be diagonal. It could be forward. It could be backwards. Well, this morning, I have a word puzzle for you this morning. I have a word puzzle, and it's, and it's very easy. It's, it's very easy. If you look at the word community, do you see a word? What is that word? Unity. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got an A. Y'all got an A for y'all assignment today. It's the word unity. As we were preparing for this sermon series and we want to talk about community, I couldn't help but see this word within a word that defines a word. Unity isn't just within this word for no reason. The word community can be defined as common unity, which means oneness, harmony, agreement. As we look at the text this morning, the Apostle Paul is communicating to the believers in Ephesus that, that we as believers, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and Lord, we join a community with other believers. He, he's using this imagery in our text and throughout the New Testament that we as believers are a body part, a part of the body of Christ with Christ at the head. 
He said when each part, when each body part is working properly in the way it was designed, the whole body can grow and move forward. That is what unity is. But if the body part is not doing what it's designed to do and not joined with the total body itself, it's no longer unified. I had the privilege of studying in Ephesus, which is the scene of our text in Greece for, for, for about a month during my senior year of college. And while I was in there learning from the apostles' journey in Ephesus, I, I learned something very significant. As I looked at this particular text and Ephesus in that particular place, I noticed something very interesting. That he uses this imagery of the body to communicate the unity of the body of Christ. He's communicating this and using this imagery because during the time of our text, the people in Ephesus carved wooden body parts and would worship them. And the Apostle Paul is simply saying, he says, hey, don't focus on these different body parts and worshiping these body parts because within uh, those body parts in and of itself has no value. If it's not unified to the body, it has no value. Unity is not individualism. Unity is about community. Everybody shout community. So, 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 so I, I want to share with you about uh, this word community and unity together. The first thing I want you to write down is that community means oneness and not sameness. Let me say that one more time. Community means oneness and not sameness. Y'all know I love illustrations, so I have an illustration for you this morning. So uh, we have a, a wonderful son who is now crawling, y'all. He's crawling now, and uh, uh, he's taking up every space of the house and all his toys. And so uh, his father, uh, his, I mean, his grandfather bought him uh, some wonderful, wonderful toys. Y'all, y'all know what these are. Uh, uh, things that if you don't watch out in the middle of the night, you step on them and cry out Jesus. This is what happens. And so, uh, so, 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 so this, these are wonderful building blocks. But my brothers and sisters, by them being in this particular bag does not mean that they're unified and they're in community. If you were, if you were to uh, go in this particular bag, you would see that there are different, different uh, uh, pieces. There are blue ones. Uh, there are yellow ones. There are red ones. There are green ones, like money. Uh, there, there, there are orange ones uh, here. They're, they're, they're different ones. They're different sizes and they're different shapes. Uh, but, but, but even though they're all different lengths, the reality is, even if you were to put them all together. The reality is it will build something great. Within and of itself, it is all separated and it cannot do anything by itself. It's no use just to have like this. It's just helpful if your child is teething, you can just let them have this. But, 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 but that's all it's for. It, the, the purpose that this was created is so that it can be in community with other pieces so that it could actually become something. My brothers and sisters, this simply shows us here that these are not the same, but they're still one because they were designed to be together. Community means oneness and not sameness, which ultimately today, as I was listening to to the worship team this morning, community, when we talk about community is oneness, we also talk about harmony. Everybody shout harmony. 
I've told y'all I may be 30 years old, but I'm an old soul. I, I grew up listening to the Gaithers. How many of y'all heard listen up, listening to the Gaithers? Okay. Uh, they all would sit together in those chairs acting like it was spontaneous. It was all scripted. We all know that. And so, so, so they're all singing, singing together, and, and, and someone would have a high soprano voice, and one would have a deep, deep, deep voice. And, and the reality is, even though they had all these different things, the reality is they were all bringing harmony together. We as Christians are called to be harmonious in relationship with each and every one of us. Romans 12, 16 says, live in harmony with each other. Harmony, as musicians know, is a pleasant arrangement of different parts. You get harmony when different notes are joined together in such a way that the note enriches and complements another note. Harmony is not unison. But, but, but you, don't, you don't get a harmony by everybody playing the same note. You get harmony when different notes are brought together. Harmony doesn't mean that everyone thinks the same, does the same thing, or is the same. But, but let me tell you something. Harmony does not mean discord neither. Discord is when a note are brought together in such a way that a note diminishes or distorts another. Christ has called us as believers to be in harmonious relationship. Everybody shout live in harmony. Living in harmony with others means that, the, that we as believers to live in such a way that we enrich and complement others. By joining together, we are more than who we are ourselves. When we come together as the body of Christ, we make a harmonious sound. The reality is, if you're all by yourself, how can you make a sound that it sounds harmonious? If an orchestra is harmonious, it's, it's only because they're, it's not because they're playing the same instrument. If, if they're playing the same song, uh, it's, it's not because of that. If a choir is singing a great harmony, it's not because they're singing the same parts. It's because they're doing their own part and coming together. If a football team, uh, the Washington football team, uh, if the Washington football team is united, it doesn't mean that everyone is playing the same position. It means that everybody has their own different positions, but they all have the same goal. Unity is not sameness. It is oneness. Unity has to do with everybody having the same purpose. When we recognize that, 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 that oneness is what Christ has called us to be and not sameness, we understand that biblical unity does not mean uniformity. The, the family of God is diverse people, gifted people who serve in different areas and coming together. Though we are one in Christ, God does not erase our unique gifts, abilities, personal preferences, or other distinctions. But Christ calls us all together. No matter what ethnic or cultural background you're from, God calls us all to come together. Now, we must understand there is a call to unity that, that if there's a call for unity that requires uh, allegiance to something that is not of God or, or discarding one heritage or conflating someone else's culture, that is not biblical unity. That's assimilation. Unity is not uniformity. Like, like any family, Christians, when we come together, we're all different shapes and we're all different sizes. But when we come together, we are all one. Ephesians 4, 3 through 6 says, Make every effort to keep yourselves together 
unified in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit just has given that you I mean has been given called to the glorious hope of for future. For there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father all, who is over all, who's in all, and who lives through all. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? It is amazing to me that in this pandemic and even beyond this pandemic, that the church of Jesus Christ has been disunited, has not been unified. Even during this pandemic, it has opened up my eyes to see how many people are looking at the different masks and things of that nature or looking at the pandemic of what they're saying or looking at well, this church speaking tongues and this church doesn't speak in tongues or this church believes in, uh, uh, that women preachers, this church don't believe in women preachers. The reality is because of denominations, the church has not been unified. Many people even today, because you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, the reality is the church has been disunified. But, 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 but Pastor Rodney, what is one of the ways we could come to Jesus Christ? Can I tell you something? God has not called all of us to be Republicans. I'm sorry. Christ has not called all of us to, 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 to be in this particular place or be a Democrat. No, 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 no. He didn't call us to have sameness. He called us to have what? Oneness. Look at the text. Look at the text. The text says here in Ephesians 4, 3 through 6, he says that there is what? There's one glorious hope. There is one spirit. There is one body. There is one Lord. There is one faith. There is what? One baptism. So, so as the body of Christ, the, the, the big church, the big C church, the reality is we may have all these different denominations, all these different, uh, 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 different places that, that, that people call church, the black church, the white church. The reality is that's not in the sight of God. He says, all I see is the church. And the reality is when he says, I, I just see one church, he says, when I see one church, I just see one body, I see one spirit, I see one hope, I see one Lord, I see one faith, and I see one baptism. You may say, well, Pastor Ronnie, what are, you, what are you saying? What I'm saying is we're getting ready to come together as the body of Christ to have community and things of that nature. If someone does not agree with your background or your ethnic background or what you used to believe, the reality is all of us coming together, there's one faith, there's one Lord, and there's one baptism. The thing that unifies us is the word of God. He said there's one body, one, one body. But then he said, there's one spirit. Can I tell you something, my brothers? This is that the Holy Spirit lives in each and every one of us. The Holy Spirit does not pick and choose who he wants to reside in. The same Holy Spirit that is in my life is the same Holy Spirit that's in your life. There is one spirit. But then he says, there is one hope. My hope is not in the government. My hope is not in this uh, economic uh, situation that we're in. My hope is not in this world. My hope is in Jesus Christ. And when your hope is not in Jesus Christ, then there is not unity. My question is, where's your hope? So, so, so he said, there, 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 is, there, there is one hope. There is one spirit. There's one body. But then he says, there is one Lord. It amazes me, Pastor Ray, that he says there's one Lord. He could have said that there's only one Savior. But he didn't say that. He said there's one Lord. 
Can I tell you, it is possible for Jesus to be your Savior and not be your Lord? Let me say that one more time. I said, it is possible for the Lord, to, uh, for Jesus Christ to be your Savior and not be your Lord. Savior means, God, you saved me, you delivered me, you kept me, you brought me out. But saying Lord means, God, I'm giving you rights over my life. When we say we're in community, that means, hey, I'm getting community with other people who say not only do I surrender my life to Christ, but I'm also saying, God, I want to open up my life to you that you're Lord over everything. The government is not Lord. I'm not Lord. My, my wife is not Lord. My spouse is not Lord. You are Lord over my life. That's what he's simply asking. One Lord, one faith. One faith. What does that mean? My faith is in Jesus Christ. My faith is the thing that helps me to thrive, to be all God has called me to be. He says one faith. But then he says there is one baptism. If you've not been baptized, I want to encourage you to get baptized. That is the thing that unifies us as the body of Christ. He says, when you go down under the water and come up, that is a symbolism to each and every one of us today that, that I have died to myself and I have risen to Christ. What do you mean by all this, Pastor Rodney? When I look at when he said that we are one spirit, one body, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, he simply shows me that what he said in verse 3 is very important. What does he say in verse 3? He says in verse 3, he says, make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit. What does that mean, Pastor Rodney? Uh, uh, in order for me to recognize that there is one body, one Spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, I need to make every effort to make myself united in the Spirit. What does that mean? That means I need to sacrifice my flesh in order to be in community. I have to make the effort myself to die to myself so that the spirit of God can rise in me that I can unite with everybody else. If I live within the flesh, I will never be unified with people because I will see the differences rather than what unites us. But when I say I'm making every effort, that means I'm dying to myself to see what Christ sees. So the first thing we understand is that community means oneness and not sameness. Number two, number two, number two, community means we're going in the same direction. Everybody shout going in the same direction. There's a story uh, when I went to Africa for, for a couple of, couple of weeks and uh, I heard this story uh, and, and there was a story of a little tiny pygmy who was standing over a rhinoceros that he killed and uh, this was an odd sight to behold, a big violent rhinoceros under the feet of this tiny pygmy. Uh, this, this guy saw this dead rhinoceros and asked this little pygmy, did you kill the rhinoceros? The, the pygmy said, yes, I killed the uh, the, the rhinoceros and the man was very curious he said how in the world can this tiny pygmy kill this rhinoceros he answered I killed him with a club he said how in the world did you kill this big huge rhinoceros with a club he said how big is your club the pygmy said that there's about a hundred of us in a club and we came together and killed the rhinoceros that is, that, is, that is saying no matter how big the obstacle may look, 
Well, we all come together and we're able to come together in unity. We'll be able to accomplish things that we could not accomplish on our own. He says we're heading in the same direction. Colossians 3, 14 says, and all of these virtues put on love, which binds them together. In the unity of the spirit, binding yourselves together in peace. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters, is that I, it's very interesting living here in uh, uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and uh, living in Lancaster is totally different from Maryland, and uh, when I was, uh, when I moved here, the first thing I noticed was all the farmland, and when I noticed the farmland, the next thing I noticed was there were two donkeys that had a yoke on them, and they were helping to get ready to start planting, And I found this very interesting that these two donkeys, yes, they're yoked together, but they're heading in the same direction. I used to heard that donkeys weren't smart. So probably why is one not moving in another direction than the other? They're, They're both heading in the same direction. The reason why is because they have something on them that keeps them united. Yet, yet, even though they look the same, they, they, they're, 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 they're different, but they're still the same. But the thing that unites them is what's around their neck. It's the yoke that keeps them together. My brothers and sisters, as, as we prepare for these grace groups together, I, 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 my question to you today is, is, what are you yoked with that's keeping you together? Well, what is that thing that is keeping you connected with other people? As we've just finished with this Olympics, uh, uh, one of the things that my wife and I watched, there was uh, 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 these these individuals that were in a boat together and they were all rowing together. And as they were all rowing together, I found something very unique. They were all different people in the same boat. And the reality is their backs were towards the goal. But the reason why they were able to be in unity is because they were all looking at one person that was giving them direction. They could have all created their own uh, 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 timeline of when they wanted to roll. But the reason why they were all able to be in unison is because they were just looking at one person. My question to you today, my brothers and sisters, that as we're looking at all these pieces, are you, are you coming to church and being a part of the body of Christ and just being, just being here, not being united? But are you actually uh, saying, God, I actually want to be a part of something that's bigger to me than me. I want to be a part of the unity. The body cannot grow unless you are a part of it. Many of you want to say, hey, I want to see Grace Church grow. But my question is, are you a part of the community? This, this, this here is totally different from here. This, this, if I keep this in the box, my son will be very upset with me. But if I give him this, he gets really excited. What do you think what God does when he looks at each and every one of us? Are you a part of the community? Or are you just a part that's just around? We're all called to be in unity because of community. Let's all pray together. Father, we thank you. For this opportunity, God, to talk about being better together. You have not designed us to do life alone. You designed us to do life together. And so, Father, we thank you 
for the opportunity to be a part of the work that you are doing. You said he who begun a good work will complete it. And so, God, we know that you'll complete the work. We know that you're going to grow the church. But, God, we simply ask that we will be the different parts that's willing to come together to see us grow in love and in peace. Let us make every effort to come together and be unified in the spirit to know that there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. That is the thing that unites us. Not our preferences, not our background, not the things we like and dislike. It's the word of God. Let us be anchored in that. Because when we're anchored in that, we can be unified and be better together. With every eye closed, there may be someone here today that may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. When you give your heart to Jesus, he said, hey, you're not coming to give your life to me to live on your own. As I shared, you're now part of the body of Christ. So if you're here today and you want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he says, I can change your life if you simply surrender to me. If we all can pray this prayer. Father, I come confessing that I'm in need of you. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin and rose again with all power in his hand. Today, I declare I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, and I'm a part of the community of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God a shout of praise? Amen. Amen. Christ has called each and every one of us to be unified and be a part of the community because we're better together. As Kate has shared, this is uh, our time to sign up for Grace Groups. Uh, I heard that this was the last week to sign up for Grace Groups. We're going to extend it to next Sunday, uh, but we're going to start Grace Groups next Sunday. Uh, And so we want you to sign up if you can today so all of our leaders can prepare. Uh, We have men's groups. We have women's groups. We have mixed groups. We have young adult slash young family groups. Please get a part of a group. Don't do life by yourself because we're called to be better together. Amen. God bless you. You have a wonderful day and week, and we'll see you next week. God bless you.